and welcome to another episode of All the Webs of Stage, a short play podcast. My name is Stephen Thomas, and I'll be your host. This is an all-interview episode, and on the episode, I talk with DJ and Tori from Woodenville, Washington. This episode was originally recorded for Missoula Children's Theater, but all opinions expressed in the episode are those of the individual and do not reflect the opinions of Missoula Children's Theater. Thank you to Missoula Children's Theater for letting me use the audio. All right, enjoy. here talking to uh, DJ and Tori. Thank you so much for joining me. DJ and Tori, first of all, are housing me for the week. They have welcomed me into their home, so thank you for that. You're welcome. Also, it turns out we have some prior background together in that we all graduated around the same time from the University of Washington. None of us seem to remember seeing each other. Although it's a big school. Yeah, it's <laughs> a big school, but we're like, yeah, I feel like I might recognize you. We can't lock up anything, but... I want to ask, we're in Woodenville right now. What what locked you into uh, deciding to live in Woodenville? <laughs> well, we both went to UW and decided to stick around Seattle, even though I originally thought I wouldn't want to. Fell in love with the city and then came to a conclusion randomly at one point that family is forever and we love our family, so we should try to be with our family. Absolutely. Um, and so we searched for somewhere near where DJ works at Amazon, if I can say that, that we could also bring our family along. So we, sure. we ended up landing on Woodenville. We liked it because even though it's, you know, kind of a bit removed where we could get enough land to build another house, it's still a great little, like, downtown core. Yeah. Um, it just still, it feels like a little actual town into itself where, yeah, we're kind of up on the hill, but once you get down off the hill, it's, it's a great little walkable community and I, I would say i don't think anyone comes to woodenville by accident <laughs> it's really hard to get here to woodenville but <laughs> you, it is still fairly close to seattle so you can go in and enjoy the city tori you didn't start out even though you went to the university of washington you didn't start out in western washington correct you came from elsewhere where did you yeah. where did you originally okay tri cities were there any other poles besides towards seattle and university of washington uh, when you were in richland where did the majority of the, your fellow students end up going to college from there? Oh, from Hanford High? Gosh, all over. All over? Okay. I mean, I ended up being a roommate with my best friend from high school for part of college. But, yeah, Stanford, MIT. All right. I, don't, I can't remember all those. Did lots of Wazoo? I mean, that's at least I think a know. couple ended up there. Um, Western... DJ Tory, as we did go to school together, but we didn't take the same majors. What did you major in? Uh, I majored. I actually went to school for for music. I was going to be a music teacher, but partway through, I took a computer science course and loved it. And I took the second computer science course and I loved that and I did really well in it. I decided that was that was something I I really enjoyed doing and wanted to pursue. So I got a CS degree. And uh, Tori? I went, well, I ended up with an interdisciplinary visual arts degree from okay. UW. I don't know that I had really clear specific ideas when I first started beyond enjoying the arts. So I actually tried for the photography um, degree first, but it's incredibly competitive. Didn't make the cut there. But you already had to have like a prerequisite year of 
art credits first built up, then you could try the photography degree. It didn't make that, so then I tried the graphic design program. Didn't make that cut, so then I was in my fourth year. <laughs> and so that's part of why they built the, I mean, so the interdisciplinary visual arts degree is both for those who want to dabble in a bunch of, and check out the variety of media, but it's also to capture those students who, you know, I mean, they, they only accepted something like 30% of applicants each year. So. Sure. <laughs> no, and I mean, like, I, I know that as a drama major in University of Washington, even though I had a bit more of a focus, it was, we only had half of our credits were required to be in drama, and the other half, in fact, I think more than half were go do whatever you want. So <laughs> I got to explore a lot, which is, especially in drama, is really useful for getting the idea of various backgrounds and exploring various characters and such. What I want to talk, DJ, if you see any of your education in liberal arts, in, in any sort of art work that you did prior to taking up computer science, did any of that influence what you do uh, in uh, your computer science field? It's a, little, it's a little hard making the connections since I'm in it, um, mm -hmm. but I think, and I did I did much more music and drama in high school, bands and choirs and theater. drama and stagecraft and theater, and, and so I, I think one of the things that I got from that is the willingness to, to do things that aren't easy, right, like getting in front of people and singing or drama or something like it does that's hard like it's, it's not an easy thing to do and so i think i think that does sort of build up some amount of confidence in your willingness to to take some risks to have some failures and i think that's i think that's helped me and i think i think i would i would assume that it would help in a number of different non-arts disciplines absolutely but i do i do think it's i do think it's helped me you know i'm able to to get up in front of people and, and give talks or you know, lead a design review or, or whatever it is. I think it's helped. And now you have two children. You've encouraged both of them to uh, pursue arts. And I know this because one of your children <laughs> is in the show this week. And I know that your other child has done other Missoula Children's Theater shows. What do you see a difference since all of, uh, since your first child has gone through and done Missoula Children's Theater mm -hmm. in the past? What did you see different? What she, what skills did she gain from doing Missoula Children's Theater? Um, I mean, she's definitely one who's not exactly shy, but hesitant, reserved at first with people. But once you're good, she's not anymore. <laughs> sure. Um, but the one, she still has a bit more of a stage fright issue than necessarily a shyness issue. And so it was really good, I think, just to have her have that experience where she realized it could be fun. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she did enjoy herself. So it was definitely that first year. Like I even had the year before she was in the play, we just went and watched the auditions. She didn't even actually audition because I knew she needed some easing. So I was a little disappointed this year. She didn't try out, but she's done it two years and she was recognizing in that more of an interest to do the like sound crew. So she wanted to see if she could do that, but there was someone who had already uh, signed up, so she's already signed on to do it for the talent show in the spring. All right. <laughs> because she's just really excited about it. Mm -hmm. She did do the talent show um, yeah. this last year, which... Performed in it. Yeah. yeah, and she performed in it, and so I think that 
she she had a bit of confidence to do that. I, yeah, I think it was played a part. it was a short comedy skit where she went out in a chicken costume. <laughs> I mean, that's that that's not that's, a small deal. No, so. yeah, that that takes a lot of bravery to do, but mm-hmm. it's it. I'm that I'm already entertained, so it must have worked. <laughs> that's good. good. But speaking of the talent show, what else have you encouraged your children to do in terms of the arts? What have you seen from the school, uh, Hollywood Hills Elementary, in terms of different arts programs that are introduced? Olive picked up on uh, marimba. They have a marimba club. Oh, wonderful. And Olive absolutely loved it. She, She loved playing them, and she talked about it constantly while it was going on, and and so she's she's taking marimba lessons now, and and I like that because I I played piano growing up and like learning how to read music and learning how sort of the keys on a keyboard work. Marimba has exactly the same layout, and so I I love that she's she's learning that from marimba. And I think music there's there's a, a link between music and math. I feel like a lot of people who are good at one are good at the other. Absolutely. Um, and so she's doing the right things, I think. I was just going to say, um, I mean, my experience with the school specifically and, and our kids being in school and the arts is just a surprise that our school, for instance, doesn't actually have art. Like, I grew up taking, you know, art classes. Yeah. Just like you took PE classes and such. Because of the PTA, uh, we actually do have an art docent program where they come in like four to six times throughout the year to do an art class, but it's wonderful volunteers but their volunteer is not necessarily you know an art teacher um and so as much as i'm super glad that's in there it does make me a little sad that we don't have just like straight up art curriculum in our school but it's good we you talk to the teachers at curriculum nights and you realize some of them are still interested in it and all his fourth grade teacher this year uh is having them do poetry every single month they have a new poetry genre and they work on different parts of the presenting of it so like last month was projection and this this month <laughs> is posture and then like pronunciation and so it's just really cool to see that he's still bringing that in that appreciation of poetry at the same time as just helping with public speaking that sounds like a lot of fun do you know it is is the poetry modern poetry or is it more uh, classical poetry that he's bringing or they is it mixed oh they get to pick so okay the first month uh, was personal choice, and she chose a Shel Silverstein poem about rats. Oh, okay. It was like three lines, but <laughs> it was easing in. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. I mentioned at the top that it's not just that you, uh, one of your children is in the show this year, and I believe a previous year, you're housing one of the tour actors, mm-hmm. specifically me. Hi. Uh, <laughs> What made you feel comfortable in doing that? Because you are welcoming a stranger into your home, even though we do have that history together. But what makes you, where is, trying to think of how to phrase it, but first of all, thank you again, Mm -hmm. but what gives you the confidence to welcome a stranger into your home like that? I think, I think part of it growing up is that we, we had sort of open door, like I know we had lots of, cousins and aunts and aunts come stay with us and it was mostly family but but we we would have family friends and and people who needed a place to stay and and we would house them and so i think i think part of it is just it feels like the the thing you should do as well and part of getting the house that we have here in woodenville is that 
you know, we have a guest room that sits mm-hmm. mostly unused now that Tori's parents have a house of their own. And so, and so it's a, it's a room that we have open for people and this is an opportunity for it to be used. Wonderful. Well, again, thank you for that. And also thank you for offering me breakfast every morning. <laughs> I haven't taken advantage of it, listeners, because they also have a really comfortable bed and I don't <laughs> want to leave it in the morning. <laughs> with the community, with Missoula Children's Theater, I guess my question, the, do- the child that you do have in the show this year, do you think that she is motivated to come back next year? Is what she's experiencing this year making her want more? Don't know. I think it, we'll have to wait and see. She's she's an interesting bird. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have she's... to kind of wait till it's over so that she's had the whole experience, and then she'll actually know how she feels mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> That's fair. Um, she's made some complaints recently, and so we're. We're trying to sort of talk her through it and walk her through sure, it and, sure. and make sure that, that we that, understand it yeah. and she understands it. <laughs> We've done a few of our own little, like, dramatizations and stuff. She is absolutely, like, our born artist of the two of them and needs creative outlets and things, but I think she's a little more used to having some control and say over them. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> so I think that's a little bit of what she's struggling against. But I think it's really great for her to see what it is to be in an actual Structured. larger production. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Something with a script that you have to read. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I anticipate by the end of it, she will be interested in doing it again next year, especially if she gets a part with a little more meat in it. She's sure. A, she's our precocious one. <laughs> I think the silkworm, she's, it'll be super cute, but I think she's like, <laughs> sure. Speaking of though, uh, with your second child, because you mentioned she's more outgoing and she's, naturally more ready to jump on stage what opportunities have you found to give her in town and also how have those opportunities changed even even though she's already ready to jump on stage how have you seen those opportunities to pursue arts in this way how has that changed her Uh, well she's done what two Two years years now she's done a drama camp through a theater in seattle Taproot. Um, that we're actually connected to because that's where we go to church, <laughs> is in their theater. It's pretty cool. Especially when you go to a play there and be like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so she's totally enjoyed that and asked to go back. And I don't, I think it's not that I've seen it, it necessarily impact her in a sense of like a change in her in the same way that maybe with Olive I could have said that she seemed a little more comfortable or whatever, but I just, she just seems happier. Okay. When she's got sort of oh, imaginative yeah. play capacity in sure. her life. Whereas, you know, other times of school or even with us, I'm a little more type A personality and mm-hmm. like my schedule and my <laughs> yeah. structure. And mm-hmm. I'll say well, one other benefit of living with the grandparents right next door is that grandpa comes out, comes over and, and they, they play imaginatively. Very, very well. Oh, that's good. Like nobody's so, business. Yeah, so they'll set up a, a hotel or a, a, a toy store or a pet store, and you'll come in and ring the bell, and they'll sell you something in a box, and you oh, take it somewhere fun. else and open it. And <laughs> yeah. Really, there's a lot of sort of majesty play in the house. Now, getting back, you said that you have a more type A personality. Mm-hmm. I noticed that there are some various schedules listed throughout, <laughs> including morning routines 
have you always with the kids done morning routine like that schedule or is that has that helped as you've implemented it <laughs> i mean when they're littler and not in school it we didn't have nearly as much routine but i noticed even and again this might be personality difference as well but they just do better when they have some kind of concept of what is is coming next mm -hmm. and so there was that idea of like even as they were younger of kind of giving an understanding of the basic itinerary maybe it didn't have to be super scheduled but but we've run into that specific schedule in the morning because they've gotten to a point where they can tell time and, and it's more about the transition of getting them independent with that morning routine than necessarily worrying overly much about it but so it's, we've done a couple of other systems like tokens that they can flip over with pictures on them as they like get things done but yeah, I don't know, they've seemed to do better when they've got that sort of framework. I always liked, somebody gave this analogy of, I mean, I think everyone in the world, but children especially in general, like, think of it of a, as a soccer field. You can play the game however you want, but you need those boundaries in order for it to make sense. Mm -hmm. And so there's kind of that same idea there. I'm just trying to give them a little bit of a framework up to them to figure out <laughs> you know. all right i want to end on this let's say we already talked about how you can't accidentally find yourself in woodenville but mm -hmm. let's say i'm a stranger here i did find myself in woodenville mm -hmm. what's one thing i should absolutely do while i'm here and what's one place that i should definitely seek out to eat mm -hmm. there's a couple places well one thing i think you should actually do because i'm biased is attend some Woodenville Arts Alliance event. <laughs> okay, all right. Woodenville Arts Alliance event, all right. So, for instance, this weekend I'm having to kind of bounce back and forth between my daughter's performance and a sip and stroll art show that I'm both part of putting on because I'm the treasurer for the group, but also actually in it this year. So I've got some of my photography in there. So we're working on making cool things happen mm -hmm. in town. But there's actually also a surprising amount of other, like, little bits of live music here and there. There's a person down at Village Wine on Village Wines on a regular basis over at Hollywood Tavern. Um, Mark Ryan has concerts. Yeah, I feel like there's some some good just hangout. Concerts at Chateau Saint-Michel. Okay. Teatros and Zani's here now. Oh, have yes, I've heard of, I have heard of that, yes. We're excited we get to go see our first show in their new space next month, um, which is like a mile downhill from us. So it is pretty cool to be so close to lots of things. Okay. So it sounds like Woodenville has a decent amount of performing arts going on yeah. for it, which is exciting. Is there any place in particular that like, what, where's a must eat place? I mean, one of the best restaurants in the area, in the Seattle area is the herb farm at the Willow's, herb? Willow's Lodge. Okay. But, uh, it, it's expensive. It's, it's very expensive. Um, so I, I would not call it that the must-eat because I wouldn't want that. At least it, it does have its kind of off-branch barking frog, which is more of a like... $3 signs instead of $5 signs. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's still expensive, but a little... Yeah, um, the commons might be one of mine. The commons is pretty good, yeah. I really okay. love the commons. Yeah, and the, the kids in the cast actually, I think, mentioned the commons at some point this yeah. week. So, all right. Well, thank you both so much for conversing with me today. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for housing me this week. You're Appreciate very it very much. 
I hope you enjoy the show tomorrow. Oh, we will. Yeah, sure will. <laughs> and that will do it for another episode of All the Webs' Stage. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to DJ and Tori for appearing on the episode. And thank you to Missoula Children's Theater once again for allowing me to use this audio. The strange whirring sound you heard was from a Belkin Toon Talk radio attached to a iPod, which leads me to thank Austin Titchener for getting me started in the podcasting interview world. Thank you so much, Austin, for being a fantastic inspiration. If you enjoy our show, please review us on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, and share us with a friend. Thank you. Thank you all once again for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks with another episode of All the Web's a Stage. Ola's fourth grade teacher this year uh, is having them do poetry. Every single month they have a new poetry genre, and they work on different parts of the presenting of it. So like last year was projection, not last year, last month was projection, and this year is posture. I keep saying this month <laughs> is posture and then like pronunciation. And so it's just really cool to see that he's still bringing that in, that appreciation of poetry at the same time as just helping with public speaking.